1: Welcome to the Ice Guys, Thursday, November 16th, Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith, fresh off a new haircut, as you can see, if you're watching, of course, that is on YouTube podcast, you can't tell, but he does uh, have a new haircut, uh, looking good, ready for a Thursday card, we've got, of course, the first of four NHL Global Series games coming up today, uh, here in early action, uh, Detroit and Ottawa, and that's exactly why we are starting this show a little bit earlier today, so we could get the analysis of that game Uh, in before it starts. Uh, We will do the same thing tomorrow. We will get come on the air at 1.45 p.m. Eastern with the live show right before Toronto and Detroit take to the ice for the second game over in Sweden tomorrow at the same time, 2 p.m. So uh, we'll get right into it. Just quickly on last night, um, uh, credit to the Oilers battling back, beating the Kraken, uh, and winning that game in overtime. Uh, Same thing with the Vancouver Canucks, who probably played their D-minus game last night especially early in the first period and still ended up uh, coming back and uh, winning that game. And really they could have won that game, you know, five, three in regulation really, because they dominated the third period and uh, all over them. And uh, unfortunately it took overtime to win it for those that were on the regulation, which we both were uh, last night, but the first period over Alex had that as well Uh, that ended up uh, coming through. Uh, And of course the best bet in thrilling fashion comes through thanks to Edmonton tying it for me with Seattle and Edmonton, going over the total we had the over in the anaheim colorado game that was no sweat figured the ducks defensively could be in for some trouble against colorado back to back and thin air altitude of denver is never easy and they got uh, boat raced later in that game especially in the third period ended up being an eight to two victory uh, for the colorado avalanche last night tough spot for anaheim and it played out that way uh, alex just quickly uh, thoughts on last night
0: yeah, like I said, I had uh, you know, most of my plays were pretty much just stacked with Vancouver, got that first period over, but like I said, they just did not have their A game early. And if they did, like I said, they win that five three. I hit my puck line, I hit my regulation, tried to grab some live money and uh couldn't do that last night. I was basically limited, even trying to put a five dollar bet in, could not even grab uh the, the you know <laughs> couldn't grab the money line on, on the for the comeback. It was yeah, it, it was it was pretty brutal, but uh, you know, so I won and two night. And like I said, Vancouver, you know, showing the effort and, and the talent late, but they got to put together full games. I get this early in the season, but when you're a team that no one was expected to be this good, you got to, you know, put the pedal to the metal right now, take advantage of possibly, you know, Vegas maybe running into a, a cold streak, some of these other teams running into cold streaks while you're running hot. You can't let uh, a mid-range team like uh, the Islanders, you know, play, uh, you know, let's let, let stay in the game that long and going to overtime, you got to take care of business there. So hopefully a lesson learned for a uh, targeting company with
1: the Canucks. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and we'll see if uh, – like I said, the Canucks were in a brutal spot. I normally don't take teams laying a price like Vancouver was in any form when they're off a road trip, especially a West Coast team coming back from the East Coast. But I just thought the Islanders are in that bad a way right now that – Uh, Vancouver could have still won that game uh, potentially handily. And really, they could have if they buried more of their chances, because really in the last two periods, they were uh, all over the Islanders after that uh, rough start. All right, let's get into the card, because we've got a game that's going to be starting in about 15 to 20 minutes from now. The first of four games between now and Sunday over in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, The uh, arena that they're playing in is called Avicii Arena, which I think is a wonderful Tribute to a legend in the uh, electronic and dance music uh, industry. Uh, One of the best DJs probably in the last 20 years, 30 years, who passed away way too soon. So I love that they named that arena Avicii after him, Avicii Arena. Stockholm, Sweden uh, is the site for Detroit and Ottawa. Again, the first of four games taking place in Sweden. And, of course, these are regular season games. There's two points on the line, uh, so they count. Uh, Ottawa minus 130. Uh, favorites six and a half the total uh, here in this game Um, you look at the way this uh, sets up here uh, these are two teams where the lot is expected of them no question coming into the year they've had their ups they've had their downs Uh, DJ Smith's been you know fired or they've been chanting for him to get fired obviously uh, throughout the course of the season the fan base uh, they had a bad little run there where they went one in five they beat Toronto you know, on the, to start that road uh, on the road in Toronto. Then they came back home on a tough back-to-back against the best team right now in the NHL. They lost five, two to Vancouver. Uh, And then they bounced back. They beat Calgary four to one prior to this uh, flight out to Stockholm here in Sweden. Meanwhile, Detroit, they've kind of been uh, disappointing here the last 10 games they're only three and six in their last nine games, but they are off a five, four win uh, against Columbus uh, the series history uh, for the last five meetings have gone uh, over the total. I, I don't know what we're going to expect here because uh, this is going to be bigger ice. Uh, obviously this is not NHL sized NHL regulation ice. Uh, this is going to be the European sized ice. They did not uh, put these four games in an arena specializing in the NHL size rink. So it's going to be bigger ice, more room out there. Uh, we'll see how the players can adjust to that for sure. Uh, we will see, um, there are some intangibles that are of note here. And one is that Daniel Alfredson, of course, uh, Swedish legend uh, in the NHL, and he's still involved in the Ottawa organization. Daniel Alfredson going to be behind the bench tonight in a coaching capacity, just as like a, a guest coach, I guess is what they are saying. Uh, they're letting him go behind the bench. He'll be with DJ Smith and all the assistants uh, for this game. And uh, I don't know if that gets the team pumped up. You should be pumped up to play anyway. But, you know, you got Daniel Alfredson there. You know, probably the best player to ever don an Ottawa Senators jersey is going to be behind that bench now uh, for the Ottawa Senators. So uh, you better not lose this game. You know, you, you don't want to besmirch and uh, disrespect uh, Daniel Alfredson here uh, in Stockholm, Sweden today uh, for this game. I actually leaned Ottawa to begin with. These are small bets to get the day started. Uh, the game, by the way, is on, available on NHL Network in the United States. It will be also televised locally in the uh, Detroit and Ottawa viewing regions. So Detroit will have their own broadcast probably with Ken Daniels and maybe not Mickey because Mickey doesn't do as much traveling these days. So probably get Osgood or one of those guys to fill in. Uh, Larry Murphy, that's usually the other guys that do Detroit games. And Ottawa will have their own broadcast on TSN 5 in the Senators viewing region with Gord Miller and either Mike Johnson or Jamie McLennan with him. So uh, that's the way the television will go for this game. Local and a NHL network, I presume, is just going to pick up one of those two broadcasts. That's my guess. But uh, as far as this game goes, um, a little bit on Ottawa minus 130, a little bit on the over just because of series history, six and a half. We've got both of these teams, obviously, uh, that have been able to put the puck in the net. I don't mind both teams to score first period either. It's plus 125. There could be, remember, jet lag in the first game there. There could be some real, real sloppy haphazard. Uh, action early on so the first period both teams to score which you can get plus 125 or plus 130 uh, is something I'm looking at and as far as props go you know I've told you I, I committed to it I'm going to be looking at the Swedish players I think they're going to be wanting to bring an A level of performance and effort as much as they possibly can you can get a great price on Lucas Raymond for Detroit Of course, playing in his home country, plus 310 at FanDuel to score a goal. I am on that. I'm also looking at uh, Lucas Raymond uh, assist, plus 200. And here's an interesting one. He's not Swedish. He's German. On the Ottawa Senators, I'm talking about our guy, Timmy Stutzla, who's obviously one of their better forwards. I read something where it's a short trip from Germany to Sweden, so it's not that difficult to get there. And Tim Stutzla's got, like, a ton of family and friends in attendance for this game this afternoon uh, to watch him. And a lot of these uh family and friends have not seen him live inside the arena watching him live uh, play an NHL games. So uh, I'm going to look toward Tim Stutzla for Ottawa as well, plus 165 to score a goal, minus 110 to get an assist. And then you talk about a lottery shot. He may not score. He's not much of a score, but he's Swedish. He's Eric Brandstrom on the blue line for the Ottawa Senators. Crazier shit has happened. 15 to 1 for him to score a goal, plus 1,500 at Caesars. That's definitely throwing a dart. There's no question about that when it comes to Eric Branstrom uh, scoring a goal. But, you know, Swedish will be up for this game. You never know. Maybe a little antsy, maybe a little uh, more interested in firing the puck on net, you know, in a game like this, playing at home. so. Uh, we'll definitely take a look and see if maybe a, a lottery strike can happen there with uh, Eric uh, Branstrom. Also a little bit on Jacob Chikrin and Mo Sider, two blue liners playing a lot of power play time right now to get a point. Uh, Chikrin point is minus 125 and uh, Mo Sider to get a point is plus 130 uh, for Detroit. And there's another guy i red read that's going to have some family, some friends in attendance. He also uh, comes from a, a country that's neighboring Sweden. So uh, he'll get some decent support as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Global Series in Stockholm, Sweden, Detroit, Ottawa.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm passing this game. I, I definitely want to kind of get a, a view of it. And like I said, we'll be watching it as we're on the air. I'll definitely try and watch a little bit more of a repeat of this as well. Like I said, I want to get to see what this ice looks like. The atmosphere, of course, all four teams that are involved, like I said, have – Lots of ties, either franchise-wise to Sweden or, or current players, a lot of current players uh, and a lot of top current players. And I was going to ask you a question. Have you noticed, at least in looking with this game, and maybe you'll see it you know, tomorrow and, and the rest of the weekend, a change with some of the player prop pricing for some of those Swedish nationals going back home or guys who might be playing in front of friends and family. Have you have you noticed where the books maybe have either boosted or even taken some value away from those guys? Because everybody's kind of thinking, oh, well, Sweden guys back home, maybe they're more alive to
1: score. Yeah, I have not seen any adjustment, quite honestly, because I just bet Lucas Raymond about an hour ago, plus 310 at FanDuel, that's right in line with the way he's been priced pretty much right. all season. So you're really not seeing much of an adjustment. I'm sure when we get to, you know, he is the star, like he is the best, most well-known star player probably from Sweden in this game is Mm -hmm. Lucas Raymond for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Tomorrow, obviously, we know who it's going to be without a doubt. With all due respect to Lucas Raymond, who will be playing in that game too for Detroit, but that would be William Nylander uh, tomorrow for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'm already looking ahead to tomorrow. And Nylander's goal prop is where it always has been, plus 140, plus 150 that's pretty much the average goal price that he's had all year. So not much of an adjustment, if any. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's something that I just to, to note, and I'm sure people probably had a question with, regarding that. But one thing I do know about with Detroit, uh, Billy Huso is not on this trip. I think he's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, his wife's having a baby. So it's James Reimer starting this game, James and Robert. possibly Alex Lyon uh, going in, in, the, in the other game. So with that, I might look at for something with a live over, potentially. That would be the only thing I would be trying to, to kind of, take a shot with. Like I said, just kind of want to see, will the jet lag be there? Will, like I said, the excitement uh, of those guys being around uh, family and friends, you know, so it it makes for an interesting kind of dynamic. And, of course, like I said, just seeing, and Cuban Wayne Gretzky mentioned this in the chat. I watched the thing on NHL Network last night, and they were talking about how sometimes these trips can really bring teams together, and these are four teams that certainly could, they're in different situations, but they all could use some bonding and some growth. And maybe this trip really helps it. That's the thing I want to see out of these four teams. When they get back, and, of course, the first game could be, who knows, obviously from that travel, jet lag back. But after that, to see if these teams have, have gelled and meshed and fixed some of their issues, especially when you're talking about Ottawa and the Minnesota, two teams that could be looking at coaching changes possibly when they get back to North America. So definitely want to want to kind of more observe everything as a whole with these four games rather than uh, kind of pick or take any really big shots with that
1: yeah there's nothing wrong with that sit back observe watch analyze and really make your moves from there Uh, and that could be a decent approach here for this game which is by the way about five to ten minutes away the nhl network coverage is now uh, on the air so uh that game will be dropping the puck momentarily all right the rest of the games obviously at night Uh, vegas and montreal we've got vegas minus 200 uh, road favorites six the total uh, here in this game um Vegas, what a stunner the other night. Losing to the Washington Capitals um, was a weird game from their standpoint where you know they had some decent looks at net. I don't think their uh, overall quality of scoring chances were as good as they sometimes provide. Uh, and credit to Charlie Lindgren. He was very good, and he's actually outplaying Darcy Kemper right now uh, for the Washington Capitals. So Lindgren, very solid in net. Uh, we'll see if Vegas can bounce back. They're off a 3-0 a shutout loss here. To that washington capitals team uh, i would expect them to want to play better get back on track here against uh, montreal uh certainly a bounce back spot for the better team which means you know I'd probably it's difficult for me to step in front of vegas uh, in this spot but i'm not overly in love with taking the minus 200. i'd prefer a puck line in the first period i might get there with a first period puck line uh, potentially uh, on vegas in this game figure a fast good start uh, in the opening uh, 20 minutes uh, of this game That being said, you know, Montreal, the last few games, I like what I've seen. You know, they beat uh, Detroit in overtime. They upset Boston in overtime. Uh, The loss to Vancouver was in a tough spot with the Canucks on a back-to-back and the Canucks off the loss to Toronto the night before. Uh, And then I thought they should have beat Calgary. Don't be fooled by the 2-1 to final score with the Flames over the Habs the other night. Uh, Montreal definitely was the better of the two teams. There's no question. And I thought they deserved certainly a better fate. Uh, In that game, Uh, Aiden Hill will be in net for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Caden Primo uh, here for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. You look at series history, which is surprisingly, uh, four of the last five meetings have gone over the total here between these two teams, uh, including the last two, but uh, in Montreal uh, between the uh, Habs and the Golden Knights. And I am going to go a little bit against the grain here with an over. And I don't do that very often with Vegas, but it's six. It's minus 120 uh, to minus 125 with the uh, over in this game. I think Vegas off a shutout loss, you're going to want to see them. Uh, really, they're going to want to look more toward getting things back on track as far as offensive hockey is concerned. 4-1-2 and two, the last seven meetings in Montreal to the over between these two teams. And if uh, you look, too, at long-term uh, numbers here as far as Vegas is concerned, there are some trends that point to when they score two goals or less, which – Hasn't happened a ton to them this year. Uh, They've been trending over the next game. And then I see it in practice yesterday. Guess what Montreal's working on? In a game where they had all kinds of chances, all kinds of great looks, all kinds of great opportunities against Calgary, and nothing could go in the net in that 2-1 loss. They were working on offense. They were working on breakouts. They were working on set plays in the offensive zone, both at 5-on-5 and with the power play. So everything that Marty Louis was working on with his team, Uh, yesterday prior to this game was to help them offensively to try to get you know a little more finish into their game knowing that you know they left a lot of potential goals on the board against Calgary where they had so many chances and they only ended up getting the one goal so you put the series history together you you look Montreal putting uh, a lot of emphasis and improved offensive play uh, into this game against Vegas the fact we've seen Vegas and Montreal trend over head to head uh, and the fact you got Vegas off a shutout loss where I don't think they're gonna mind how they play defensively against Washington, but they know, hey, you've got to score goals if you're gonna win hockey games. So I'll look at probably at a Vegas first period puck line in this game. And I'll also look over six here, minus one twenty-five. Alex, what do you think here? Golden Knights Canadians. Yeah, I'm
0: gonna lay it with the first period over uh one and a half. You can find uh, minus a dollar thirty-five at Caesars. I've seen some dollar forties. That's fine. Anything higher than a dollar forty, I'd say wait and try to grab something quickly live. Uh, five and one to the first period over in the last six minutes. You mentioned about the, the trend with the overs, and like I said, with Vegas getting shut out, that's something you don't see too often. I could see where they definitely come out, uh, firing hot. So I might take a shot with that Vegas puck line as well, but I definitely like that first period over a little bit.
1: All right, and as far as uh player props for this game, you know, I I would be I I feel like Josh Anderson is, is is due for a he hasn't scored a goal this year. I can't believe it. And you won't be, you wouldn't believe it unless you saw it last game against Calgary how many chances he had without scoring. It was unbelievable. Like he was hitting the post a couple of times. Uh unbelievable saves by Markstrom on a couple of chances he had. Uh, he's had nine shots on goal in the last two games. I mean, it feels like the um the floodgates are going to open for Josh Anderson very soon, um, so I don't know if tonight's the night, but he's going to eventually get that first goal. You can't keep getting the chances uh, he's been getting uh, and not eventually find the back of the net. So you know, if you if you want to think that he's uh, about to finally explode uh, offensively, then maybe you can look at some props involving uh, him tonight uh, in this game. As far as the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, you know, William Carlson has certainly been you know, one of their better uh, forwards lately for them. He's got a boatload of point seven in the last six games, uh, four goals uh, in the last uh, five games for Vegas. So he'd be one that I'd be uh, targeting for sure. Uh, looking at uh, William Carlson, who has obviously been uh, one of their more productive forwards. It's funny because, you know, Marsh is so uh, of late uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, you know, he's got six goals on the season, but he's actually gone five straight without scoring for this team. And that doesn't happen very often. So, it's a very rare dry spell at the moment for uh, Jonathan so uh, of this uh, Vegas Golden Knights team. All right, Arizona and Columbus. Uh, we've got Arizona, uh, minus 125 home road favorites are in uh, Columbus. Total, six and a half here in this one. Uh, Arizona, quite the effort from them in their last game against the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, in fact, they had a 3-2 to two lead in the third period, but they could not hold the lead. Uh, the, uh, Dallas ends up tying it, uh, and then the Stars get the uh, three to two win um, in overtime uh, against the Arizona Coyotes. So we'll see how this game plays out here with uh, Arizona and uh, Columbus. Uh, but you look at this Coyotes team; uh, even pretty much every game going back to uh, a four three win against or four three loss rather to Anaheim back on November the first. You know we really have seen this team play one pretty competitive close game after another. Three of those last uh, seven games have gone past regulation. Uh, The ones that didn't, there was a 3-2 regulation win for Arizona against Montreal, 5-3 regulation win for Winnipeg against Arizona, a 2-1 regulation win for St. Louis against Arizona, and then the other night, a a 7-5 over the weekend win for Arizona against Nashville. So uh, it looks like we've seen multiple overtime games and the largest margin of victory uh, in an Arizona Coyotes game Uh, in their last seven, you know, has been two goals. So I think the draw might be a decent look here uh, in this game. That's certainly where I lean right now. You get a nice price, obviously. Our friends at uh, FanDuel, I call them my friend because nobody's uh, comparing to them as far as the the quality and the value that you get uh, with the draw prices, uh, which are very good over there. You can get Arizona Columbus draw here at plus 370. uh, Pretty good price there. Uh, as far as the draw is concerned. So, yeah, I like that here uh, in this game. The draw is certainly worth a look. Uh, as far as goaltending, we do have Connor Ingram and Elvis Merzlikens, uh, both confirmed in net. And the one thing I've been doing here lately with Arizona is 8-2 and two to the over in their last 10 games. Columbus has gone over in five straight games. As far as series history, four of the last five have gone over. So, back to another over here as well, uh, Coyotes and Blue Jackets, along with that draw. Uh, Alex, Arizona Columbus.
0: Yeah, I'm on the draw there as well. I grabbed uh, plus 340 at Caesars this morning, but also looking at the live over first period and full game. I'm going to get 5.5, laying $1.20, $1.25. I'll even go up to laying thirty. I just want to get the better price. Oh, I'm sorry, the better number as opposed to the price. And for the first period, I'm looking for... Trying to look for maybe plus money that might be pushing it. I'm thinking we might have to lay maybe a dollar twenty or dollar twenty five. So that'll be waiting about two or three minutes. I'll have both of those listed in uh, in the family plan. I have quite a few uh, live plays tonight compared to what I've had this week. It's been virtually nothing, but uh, definitely in the family plan. This will be one of those games that'll be uh, uh, listed.
1: Yeah, no question. Uh, definitely, and Fantilli for me with props is definitely the one I'm targeting most right now. With The Columbus Blue Jackets. Marchenko's actually stepped his game up a little bit lately, so not bad as well. Uh, Lawson Krause, yep, Cuban Wayne Gretzky. How many times have we talked about Lawson Krause? He has been excellent lately for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Going back to the beginning of November, Lawson Krause now has six goals uh, in seven games for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So he's been absolutely terrific. So those are the main uh, props that I would look at. Uh, no question, as far as uh, this game. Fantilly, uh, maybe a little bit for Marchenko for Columbus, and then Lawson Krause for uh, Arizona uh, in this game. Um, is that true? I'm, I, I kind of think they didn't play the anthem either because I didn't see it. Uh, they're playing the American and the Canadian anthem now, but hmm. uh, I, you're right. At it's least as of anthem. right now, I have not seen the Swedish anthem played, and if they don't play that, that's that's a bad job. you got to play the Swedish anthem. I mean, the the damn game is in their country. You got to play the Swedish anthem before this, before every game, I think, that they play over there. Uh, That's a horrific job if that's the case. Hmm. There's no reason for that. We'll find out. But I saw the American anthem. Now they're playing the Canadian anthem. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, yeah, as far as the first game, uh, we've got uh, uh, those that just joined a little Ottawa, a little over six and a half, and all the Swedes, Raymond. Uh, a little Branstrom sprinkle at fifteen to one, uh, and obviously um, a, a couple guys too, they're gonna have some family in attendance. Most cider for Detroit, and especially Stutzla for Ottawa. Like Stutzla's got a lot of family and friends watching this game uh, in attendance today. So watch for a big game potentially here from uh, Tim Stutzla for the uh, Ottawa Senators there as well. All right, next up we've got New Jersey and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh minus one forty five uh, home favorites. Uh, The total in this game, six and a half, shaded to the over. This is a game where I want no part of a side. I'm just going to look to goals uh, because I think we're going to get plenty of them here uh, in this game. Pittsburgh is better offensively than they are defensively. You know, I've basically said that all year about the Penguins, and they're playing like it. Now they're finally actually playing the way I thought they would offensively. Like they are definitely scoring some goals right now, which they really should be able to. And when Sidney Crosby and uh, Gensel and Malkin are playing like they are right now at the same time, You know, they become a very, very difficult team to defend. uh, And we are seeing that. They're scoring goals in bunches right now. Um, So and but but at the same time, this is a team that's uh, laying a buck forty five. Don't like Pittsburgh at that price. Uh, I just don't. And you've got a Pittsburgh team that even though they've won five in a row, a lot of these some of these games, they've been, you know, the underdogs at least a couple of times. And this New Jersey team, while I think there's some value on their price, I'm not backing them either. Can't do it without Jack Hughes and Nico Hischier. There has just not been enough um, cohesion and enough, and really their defensive game is the bigger issue. You know, I find that, that there's enough offense for New Jersey, even without Jack Hughes, who's so important at that uh, end of the ice. But Nico Hischier is legitimately, undoubtedly, one of the absolute best defensive centers uh, in the National Hockey League. And you, trans- and you tr- trace back, New Jersey's results to the moment they lost shear to injury, and it was that St. Louis game. Look what's happened: four goals to the Blues, who aren't an offensive juggernaut. Okay, the, the one game that they actually kept someone under wraps since shear went down and Hughes, for that matter, was Chicago, where they won that game four to two. Uh, and then, other than that, six goals allowed to Colorado, four to Washington, six to Winnipeg the other night when they lost to the Jets. So, having issues; they're not as good defensively, clearly, as a team without Nico he's and we are seeing that so I don't want to lay this price with Pittsburgh even though they're the better in better form right now I don't want New Jersey given the way they're playing without Hughes and he's but I do think we see offense here uh I like over six and a half New Jersey and Pittsburgh minus 130. Uh, Alex what do you think here Devils Penguins
0: yeah it's a bit it's a, once again the high price high number uh might want to wait for that at least to drop down I, if I can you can get a six somewhere shop around look for that and i know some books will switch all over to a six i would maybe even try to grab a, a six in game if, if your book doesn't drop full points so if it goes from six and a half to six to five and a half maybe even grab a six at plus price and then it, you know you at least have that in pocket you can try and grab some five and a half at plus money too as it, as it keeps going down kind of ladder it a little bit uh, that's the way i would w- want to approach this live but i definitely think we see goals uh you know going both ways like i said just can't really Feel comfortable taking a side with either team now. Certainly, don't like laying a price with uh, Pittsburgh these days.
1: No, no, I'd actually lean New Jersey if I had to, but I don't. I just don't like their. I just don't like their form right now. They have owned Pittsburgh five straight uh, head-to-head meetings uh, that New Jersey has beaten Pittsburgh, but it's um. Not right now. Not liking what I'm seeing at all from the uh, Devils uh, at this uh, point in time. Yeah, a lot of good prop options. For me, I'm going back to the two centers. The two centers have been pretty good. Mercer and McLeod. They're doing the best they can. Tough situation, uh, obviously. All right, I'm just trying to see. Yeah, they've dropped the puck, Detroit and Ottawa. It's Gordon Miller scored Miller doing the play-by-play I can tell by the voice so there you go uh so they're using the Ottawa broadcast it looks like uh on NHL network at least so uh yeah in terms of this game uh yeah I like the goals there's some good prop options uh here uh, in this one uh when you look at it um I think when the ones that stand out like I said are McLeod and uh and Mercer those are the two guys that are really um carrying the load right now for New Jersey in the center ice position without Hughes and he I mean, pick, pick your poison with Pittsburgh. I mean, Crosby's on fire at the moment. Gensel's been great. Malkin all season has been very consistent. You know, Brian Rust is capable of always stepping up. So, you know, it's one of those you you share the wealth if you're going to bet penguins props, because there's a lot of players right now in some very good form for them uh, entering this contest tonight against the uh, New Jersey devils. I mean, Crosby just uh, did a number on Columbus with the hat trick. Uh, the other night uh, against uh, the Blue Jackets, he's still leading the team in goals with ten and in points with nineteen for the uh, Penguins. After that uh, hat trick performance the other night, uh, Zahorna. I've mentioned Zahorna, Evan. No question, Zahorna's is a good value. Uh, he hasn't. Uh, he, it's been. Hit. I, he hasn't been uh, scoring uh, the games. I bet him, uh, but I still think. Event you know, if he keeps playing at this the way he has and getting to the front of the net, he's eventually going to find a a goal here for the. Um, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, so uh, I do agree with that. Still, but conceptually, I do think the value is still pretty solid there with Redding Zahorna. All right, next up, we've got Tampa Bay and Chicago, uh, the Lightning here, uh, a big uh, road favorite in this game right now, minus one eighty-five, a uh, road chalk in the at the United Center. Uh, total in this one, six and a half, a shaded to the over uh, in this game. Um, look. I understand that Tampa Bay is, yes, they're the better of these two teams. They lost at home to Chicago last week. So it's a short turnaround revenge spot for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, They may not look past Chicago quite as much as they did last week, but there's no way I'm laying minus 185 on the road with Tampa Bay. Do you know the Lightning are two and six on the road this year? I mean, they have not played very good hockey outside of Amelie arena. And we saw – very stark glimpses of this last year as well where they really struggled uh on the road to put wins on the board you know two and six on the road ain't gonna cut it now you can counter that and say chicago's only one and three at home uh, i understand that but i mean i'm telling you what tampa bay is not a team i'm excited to back on the road in any in any way shape or form not even regulation or minus one am i excited uh here to back at tampa bay right now i mean shut out in back-to-back games I can see Kochekov and the Hurricanes shutting you out 4-0. But to be shut out by St. Louis and Bennington the other night, 5-0. Not going to smell in that game against the uh, Blues in what was supposed to be a step-up spot after you got shut out the last game. I mean, that is definitely not what I want to see from the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So I did do a write-up. This is the game that I was assigned the write-up for, for Oddspedia, my weekly write-up, Tampa Bay and Chicago. I made a lukewarm case for Chicago uh and the over in this game. I don't feel great about either one, but again, when you're basically uh, being asked to uh you know, write up a certain game, you can't just say pass. You know, you got to give the you got to give the readers something, something that they you could, some kind of lean or light opinion and for me it's a light opinion on Chicago or the draw even uh and the over in this game. But more than anything, the favorite bet for me is ride the wave that is CB98 right now uh for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, and that is Connor Bedard. Uh, I mean, you are looking at all kinds of situations for him right now where he is playing extremely well uh, for the uh, for the um, Chicago Blackhawks right now. I blanked there for a minute, but he's playing extremely well. Uh, the numbers have been absolutely terrific from him uh, in recent games. And it's not only he's scoring a bunch of goals and collecting a lot of points, but he is absolutely scoring highlight reel goals. Like he is making incredible plays you know, on a nightly basis. You could tell he's gaining more and more confidence uh, by the game. He scored in five of the last six games. Uh, He has seven goals in the last, uh, seven goals, nine points in the last six games for the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Connor Bedard. So, you know, goal and assist props for him, you know, it's, it's the obvious bet. Sometimes the obvious bet makes sense. And, Right now, that is for him. Now, I do want to point out something. This is the second meeting in a two-week span or a one-week span between these teams. We have the two former Lightning players that are now on the Blackhawks, Tyler Johnson and Corey Perry. And wouldn't you know it, they both scored uh, against Tampa Bay last week in Chicago's 5-3 win uh, over the Lightning. So I don't hate those looks either. Johnson and Perry, uh, once again, maybe to light the lamp. Uh, against their former team tonight, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So when we know that former uh, player facing the former team betting angle, it's pretty scary and pretty uncanny at times how often that works out well. And then as far as Lightning props, you know, Barre boulet and Paul have had the value, in my opinion. I don't mind looking that way. But if they're going to bust out of their doldrums, you may want to look at the big boys tonight, Nikita Kucherov who, you know, even though they've been shut out the last two games, he's been outstanding all year. Stamp Point, Hagel, and there's another one, Hagel, against his old team, uh, Chicago here. So that's who I'd want to stick with if I'm looking at Lightning props, assuming uh, they don't get shut out again, which I think is highly unlikely, by the way, that the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning will get shut out for a third straight game here uh, as they take, All right. We are back. Uh, apologies there. We are back. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's happened a lot lately. We're trying to figure that out. I'm going to have to gonna have to get on the horn with the internet provider and say, why on earth are we getting knocked out here like this uh, over and over again? But it's happened a couple of times, but we're back now. It looks like Alex got... Uh, bumped offline as well but he's back as yeah, well that was, i think that did Streamyard just shut down completely and it did i think maybe it's not my yeah. maybe it's Streamyard. yard no because if, yeah. if you got knocked out as well that's definitely Streamyard. i thought i uh, froze but then i saw you froze
0: and then i had nothing and then i had to just reopen everything
1: there we go exactly so it's, it's Streamyard. all right our apologies but we're back uh we're back now um so yeah just to finish what i said uh, bedard for chicago and i mentioned that you know Johnson and Perry for Chicago against their old team. And like I say, this could be a night if Tampa Bay is going to not get shut out again. Maybe the big boys are going to step up here, namely Hagel, Stamkos, Kucherov, Point. But like I said, Bari, Boulay, and Paul are the two that I think have had the great value for the Lightning as far as their player props all season. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Lightning, Blackhawks?
0: Yeah, I think this could be one of those fun, kind of just goofy, we don't really know what we're going to expect kind of battles as far as just back and forth action. Like I said, Tampa Bay historically when they're a team that gets shut out or, or has just a complete lethargic offensive effort, they usually bounce back uh, in a big way. But obviously these aren't the lightning teams of, of yesteryear, but they still do have a good enough offensive talent. You know, are we really relying on Peter Morazic to shut down anybody? Uh, not necessarily, but I think it's going to be a, a good action both ways. Like I said, Hawks, you know, haven't had the best home record, but think about who they've played. You know, and it was funny. I was, I was watching a couple clips here this and it's like, yeah, They had a murderer's row to start the year. You're on the road for five games, but then the teams you play at home, you play Vegas, you play Boston. You've played some of the the best teams that you could possibly play to start the year, and the Hawks have weathered the storm pretty well, so – like We said we talked about this. This is all about a year of building confidence, right? Connor Bedard getting his his legs under him, and Korchinski, and all the different uh, you know, rookies that are coming in. I think this is one of those games where you know, like I said, the confidence is on the Hawks side, and it's almost kind of confidence and ignorance, too, right? Like, okay, yeah, that is Tampa Bay, that's a team that's you know, won a couple Stanley Cups and you know, three uh, you know, Eastern Conference titles in a row. So be it, go out there and, and beat them. They're not that good. Uh, you know, we've talked about the goaltending. Like I we've talked about how these things, they've just been streaky, haven't been that great on the road. You know, defend your turf and, and get a home win as a dog here. I, I like the Hawks here, but I, I like the first period over way more. We've seen this cash in left and right, got it in, uh, in Tampa. I think we definitely see some goals here. So definitely won't lay 160. I'll be looking for this around 130 or 140. I want to grab this quick because I think we can see goals early. We saw what a goal. I think it was like in the first minute of, of this game uh, when they played in Tampa last week. So that's something I'm looking at. Also for player props, you got to take Connor Bernard to score a goal. Uh, he's big, bigger plus money than I expect. I'm seeing plus 170 at Caesars. Uh, he keeps on scoring. Those will be – Uh, you know, you'll be laying prices with him sooner than later. So we'll take that value too. And there's two plays that I'm going back and forth on for my bargain bin play. So I'm going to save one of those I give to you later. And then the other one I'll just uh, have posted uh, on on the right. All
1: right. I like it. There we go. A little bargain bin tease for later on uh, in the show. Looking forward to that. By the way, it's one nothing Ottawa. They have scored against Detroit. And I'm telling you what, this pace is off the charts. I mean, if they keep this up for 60 minutes, the way they're flying up and down the ice right now, unless Corpusalo and Reimer turn into Patrick Waugh and Marty Broder going head to head in this game, this is gonna end up six to five or five to four for somebody. I mean, they are just going up and down, up and down. There's been a boatload of just these incredibly high danger chances so far in the start of this, just in the first seven or eight minutes of this game. Um, you know, there probably could have been already two or three goals in this game. Uh, right now. So, one uh, nothing Ottawa. They just scored on a power play. Uh, so, uh, that game underway there in Sweden. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Alex. I think Chicago's got a shot here. I mean, revenge be damned. This is a team that's won two out of eight road games this year, laying minus 185 on the road. I'm not interested. Sorry, at that price. And
0: you know what's interesting too. I wonder how. What is where is Jonas Johansson's mindset right now? He's starting tonight. Yeah. He knows Vasilevsky's on the trip. He's skating. He's getting closer. And you know w- what's going to be his mindset once Vasilevsky obviously it's Vasilevsky's job,
1: but because know, he knows he knows the clock is ticking.
0: Yeah, right. You yeah. know, and and will he be getting regular rotation? Are they going to you know kind of do a one A one B system the first couple of weeks when when Vasilevsky gets back? Because like I said, you know how sharp is he going to be once he gets the net but that's something to kind of look at too though with Johansson you know he knows the 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 you know writings on the wall for him as a number one goaltender with this team as of right now and uh that'll be something to see you know just kind of how his tendencies and reactions are kind of watch and just see how he responds after goals or or responds after a big flurry of saves that's something I'm just going to be kind of focusing you on
1: yeah definitely and look I think he knows too like uh, Tampa Bay knows hey if we're, we're not going to win any games if we're Uh, shut out and it's even going to be more difficult to win games when we're shut out, you know, when we've got uh, Andre Vasilevsky out. So uh, for Tampa Bay, it's important to get their offense going. I know that there's been times they've tried to tighten things up, knowing that it's Johansson and not Vasilevsky and that tonight ain't going to be one of those nights. They know, Hey, we got to score, you know, if we're going to win games and to be honest, their five on five offense hasn't been great. It hasn't been anything special Tampa Bay. They've feasted on the power play and guess what St. Louis did the other night. They stayed out of the box. They didn't give Tampa Bay, I think, one or two power plays. That's all uh, Tampa Bay had in that game. And because they were disciplined and they stayed out of the box, Tampa Bay didn't score. I mean, that's why their power plays top three. but They've done a lot of their offensive damage on the power play this year, Tampa Bay. Their five-on-five offensive game has not been what we've seen uh, in years past. All right, next up, battle um, out west, Western Canadian matchup, Vancouver and Calgary. Uh, We've got Calgary minus 150 home favorites, uh, six and a half the total in this game. I don't know what the schedule makers did to piss off, or what the Vancouver Canucks, I should say, did to piss off the schedule makers. I mean, you send this team on an East Coast road trip, you put them back home for one game against uh, the Islanders, and now they're back on the road on this back-to-back? I mean, my goodness, talk about trying to really hurt, hamper this team and hamstring them from a scheduling standpoint. Absolutely brutal spot for Vancouver. Uh, here in this game, but I'll be damned if I'm laying minus 150 uh, with the uh, Calgary Flames. That's just not going to happen. They're coming off their own East Coast road trip, much like Vancouver did. You know what I kind of like in this game? Vancouver first period uh, in this game. Because even though they're on the back-to-back, we saw this with the Islander game. Islanders jumped on Vancouver in the first period coming off the East Coast road. Maybe Vancouver can do that here tonight uh, against Calgary. Jump on them in the first coast uh, in the first period coming off the East Coast Road where they played Toronto, uh, Ottawa, and Montreal uh, in those recent um, uh, road games. So that first period look, I definitely prefer that with Vancouver than full game. And I I don't care that it's back to back. I don't care that uh, uh, you know that they played a lot of games and it's been a lot of travel. I have to look at a split Canuck team total right here. I'm seeing two and a half minus one fifty with the team total tonight for Vancouver. I mean, just asking this team to get three goals. I mean, and and I know Markstrom was brilliant against Montreal, but brilliant performances two in a row has not happened with Jacob Markstrom very often, you know, dating back to last year. So uh, I like a little split here, three different small scale bets, Vancouver first period, Vancouver over two and a half at minus 150. And I'll split that up with Vancouver over three and a half, which is like plus 135. It's a really, really good price there for the uh, Canucks as far as their team totals for a team that's been routinely getting the three, four goals, you know, pretty much every game. I'd prefer those looks than rather the full game money line here uh, in this game is just focusing on, I think, an overvalued Calgary team uh, at this point in time that when's the last time they've strung two really good performances together. And I wouldn't even call the Montreal win a great performance. If anyone saw that game, that was Montreal just failing to score failing to capitalize, and Calgary hanging on for dear life, despite the fact I think they got outplayed by the Montreal Canadiens in that game. So even on the back-to-back, I like a little bit Vancouver first period and a split between Vancouver over 2.5 minus 150 and Vancouver over 3.5 team total at a plus price uh, in this one. A goaltending matchup, obviously, on the back-to-back. We'll see Casey DeSmith uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks after it was Demko last night, and it will be uh, Jake Markstrom. Uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames, uh, what do you think here, Alex? Vancouver, Calgary.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said, disappointed with how that Vancouver game turned out for me yesterday because I had a, a lot of things stacked, needed the uh, puck line regulation, and and all that went down when the game goes to OT. But resiliency, nonetheless, they come back to dominate the third period, get the win, and, and now taking on Calgary, which is just, this is a rivalry. It's not as contested as it was maybe a decade ago but still nonetheless uh, especially with a Calgary team that you know they probably feel like wow we should have been in the spot where Vancouver is right now we should be playing much better hockey but just aren't just aren't that good of a team and the Canuck team like I said just playing some great hockey right now and completely unexpected ride that momentum and I think they can ride that momentum like I said it's awful that you had to you know come home off of a, a trip and now head back on the road But the momentum of how you won last night, maybe that's not the worst thing in the world. Like I said, that can kind of carry over a little bit early. So I'm right there with you on that first period. Look with Vancouver, I got plus 115. Uh, First period over... Definitely would take a look at that, but that would something that would have to go live. I'm seeing twos or, or prices up to near 170. So definitely we'll be having a circle on that live. And I'm also going with the draw, uh, plus 370 at FanDuel. Three of the last four meetings between these two have gone past regulation. So definitely could see a tight game. And it, it kind of sucks because when I look at this vancouver Islanders game, I'm kind of tipping my hat to another game too. But I really thought, wow, well, okay, Vancouver wins this game, I can see both those teams in their next contest playing to the draw. So I'm looking at
1: that here. And uh, probably look at that the other game as well. Wow. And it looks like um, Kachuk has just scored for Ottawa. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Two nothing uh, for the uh, Ottawa Senators uh, in this one. Brady Kachuk. And I think we got our Stutzla assist prop on that goal as well. So there he goes. There's our first prop to hit the uh, winner's board uh, here in this one. Uh, uh, No, both teams to score didn't cash uh, Cheshire Cat. No, no, no. No, Ottawa scored. It's two nothing. 2-0 2 nothing yeah. Ottawa. Detroit didn't score. Where are you getting that? Detroit scored. I mean, where are you find- – I'm watching the oh, game. Detroit – I think because somebody said Detroit power yeah. play in the chat earlier, so maybe that's why. Yeah. No, it's 2-0 Ottawa. We have not hit both teams to score first period yet. No. But there's still 10 minutes left. It's been wide open as fuck uh, so far in this game. So, uh, yeah, lots of time left for Detroit to get on the board before the end of the – uh, first period here between these uh, two teams. Oh, one of the betting apps said it was one-one. Yeah, I know. It's a, that's that would be frustrating, man. I've a lot screwing up like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because it's overseas and they're just—I don't know. Their 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 live scoring app gets fucked up by the game being in Stockholm. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I will. I will say this though: watching, I'm watching on NHL Network, and I flipped over to the Detroit feed. It's about two and a half minutes difference. Like, NHL Networks, they're on top of it, but all the local feeds might be behind. So something to keep a note of if you're watching these games the
1: next four days, local feeds might be way behind. Yeah, exactly. And uh, definitely uh, something to keep in mind. And uh, like I said, they've got – I think NHL Network they're promoting it now. Yeah, they've got all four of these games. Mm -hmm. All four of the Sweden games are going to be on NHL Network. So there you go. Um, Including Toronto, Detroit tomorrow. It'll be Ottawa, Minnesota on – saturday at 2 p.m eastern and then it'll be the last one on sunday and it's 8 a.m eastern 7 a.m central for alex toronto and minnesota sunday i think they purposely moved that one earlier because gary wants no part of it going up in the afternoon with nfl football doesn't yeah that's exactly why it's that early the sunday game yeah wants no part of going up against nfl the mighty shield uh, with that uh, all right just briefly look as far as props go I mean obviously it's a back-to-back I worry maybe there's the you know, little fatigue sets in for the Canucks but take your pick who you want to bet for player props who's not alive to score or get a goal or get an assist right now for this hockey team whether Quinn Hughes on the back end Philip Roenick just on fire with the assists and even he scored last night the game tying goal on the five on three his props are worth a look those two blue liners Miller's on fire how do you not look at him Besser keeps scoring. How do you not look at him? McKayev's um, been undervalued on that top line. We've mentioned him a lot. So, I mean, you could just go all over the map here with player props tonight involving the uh, Vancouver Canucks here uh, in this game. Uh, and then, as for Calgary, I'd stick to Zary. He's honestly been one of their best forwards. I, I'm, I'm the bu- no. I bullshit you not. Uh, this guy is. He's out. He's been better than kadri and certainly better than Huberto uh, since he's been called up to this team. So And he's been scoring and he's been producing in just about every game uh, since. Yeah, there he is, Daniel Alfredson, behind the bench. They're just acknowledging him. They're doing the announcement that he's behind the bench and he's doing the wave to the crowd there. Like, no wonder Ottawa's jumping out of their skates early and they're up 2 nothing. Like, how do you lose this game with Daniel Alfredson, the greatest senator of all time, uh, you know, behind the bench there? How do you look yourself in the mirror if you lose this game tonight? You yeah. know, really? <laughs> is, is it
0: ceremonial, though, or is it, you know – could that be like a foreshadowing? We talk about DJ Smith possibly, you know, being boosted out. You think you think Alfredson could be possibly somebody that they move maybe slide in potentially?
1: I, I don't think he's interested in being full time coach, and I don't think they're fully looking. I think this is just one of those deals. He's just working for, in the organization. Yeah. He knows enough. You know, let's put it. It's like a guest coach. Okay. You know, just because the game's in uh, Sweden. So I think that's all it is. But you never know. You never know. I mean, maybe he's going to start experiencing this here and say, hey, that's pretty cool here doing this, you know, behind the bench thing. Maybe I should maybe I should consider maybe doing this in a bigger uh, role, a full-time role at some point. But I think right now it's just, you know, to be a guest uh, right now. Yeah, Zetterberg. And Sundin, as I know, got his nose uh, in there, uh, legend from the Leafs, of course. Uh, and it's funny about Matt Sundin is that he played on the Leafs with Ty Domi and little Max Domi's running around the Leaf dressing room in two thousand three, two thousand four, is like a not, uh, what, barely a six, seven year old kid probably at the time, uh, and uh, you know, and funny to see. And Matt Sundin was saying it's funny to that I'm going to be meeting up with Max, the Leafs, and the coaches and the players when they're in Sweden, and now I'm going to be able to see Max Domi, my old teammate Ty's kid, playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, my old team in my home country of Stockholm, yeah. Sweden. It's pretty That's surreal. Cool. That That's cool. pretty damn surreal. Yeah. This little boy that was just running around causing a fucking ruckus in the dressing room with <laughs> <laughs> the little ruckus. mini sticks. They, they played mini sticks. Apparently the uh, little Max Domi back in the early 2000s when Mats and Ty Domi uh, were playing for the Leafs. So uh, just pretty great pretty cool actually when you think yeah, of it it's pretty cool yeah. that that's happening right now it's funny how life comes full circle all right you know what's not coming full circle for the islanders is wins right now uh the new york islanders taking on the seattle kraken uh, seattle minus 115 uh, home favorite six the total in this game i sure ain't bullish on seattle but i am on seattle tonight here at minus 115 in this game this is a full-on you know fade city of the new york islanders for me right now uh I, there's nothing to like they, the hallmark of this team under Barry Trotz, what was it? It was defensive ability and, and shutting things down when they had a lead. And you couldn't come back on them. Or it was very difficult most nights to come back on them. Good luck trying to win a hockey game against the New York Islanders when they had a 2-3 goal lead. Now when you have a 2-3 goal lead, if you're an Islander fan, your heart's in your throat. You're worried. You're panicking because they have just done a terrible job holding leads countless games, Alex. I mean, Detroit earlier in the year, there's like four or five examples of this team just having a brutal time, a brutal time holding leads. And we saw it again last night uh, against Vancouver Two nothing lead after the first period. Nope. Couldn't hold it. Uh, And the Vancouver Canucks come back and they beat the uh, New York Islanders. And we know they can't always uh, outscore their problems uh, as far as, you know, the issues they're having blowing these leads, the, um, uh, the New York Islanders. So there's all kinds of issues right now with this team. It looks like the Red Wings have scored. They're just, I think, looking to confirm that the uh, puck crossed the uh, goal line. It definitely was in. Actually, I see it now. De- puck was definitely in. I think Ottawa might challenge that. Corpus solo's pad was pushed in. It, it was. It was. It was at least three times his pad was yeah. literally pushed by a stick. So I don't. That might be coming up. That might come off the board, honestly, and that would be disappointing for me and several others that look like they have both teams to score in the first period. But but is it already in before he pushes the pad? Is, that's the key determining factor right here. That's what they're going to look at. Is the puck already in before he pushed the pad? So that's what's going to yeah, say. Review time, here we go. So we'll keep you apprised of how that ends up uh, going. But, yeah, that Detroit goal uh, is under review. But, yeah, I'm on Seattle here in this game, minus 115. I mean, this is just not an Islanders team. I like. I'll i be honest, Seattle should have won last night. I thought they outplayed Edmonton. And Edmonton gets – and they have firm control, Alex. They're up 3-1. to one. Edmonton gets that 3-2 goal, and they tie it. And Edmonton had nothing going on before that. It's important to note that. That was a sterile team. The building was dead silent. Seattle had f- seized control of that game up 3-1, and just the 3-2 goal got them going, got the team going, got the crowd back into it, and it was just like a tide that couldn't be stopped at that point for Seattle. Evander Kane goes crazy to tie that game, and then, of course, they get the overtime winner, the natural hat trick there for uh, Evander Kane to come back and get that win last night. I still will take Seattle right now and what I've seen from them compared to the Islanders. Both teams on a back-to-back, and they both have to travel here to uh, seattle yeah no goal so it's still two nothing uh for uh, ottawa in the uh, game over in sweden but yeah for me islanders Kraken, both on a back-to-back both having to travel to seattle for this game i'm going to take seattle here minus 115 i think the islanders are even in a worse uh, spot right now uh in terms of current form than the kraken are Uh, alex what do you think here isles kraken
0: yeah, it's not my favorite draw on the board, but I definitely, like I said, did uh, take this draw. I got plus 340. And like I said, it was just, I liked this spot a couple of days ago. Uh, like I said, looking ahead and looking toward this with the Islanders and, and that Canucks matchup, I thought the Islanders were going to get smoked in that game. You know, start to finish, honestly, and thought they would have a better chance of bouncing back and playing a tight one here uh, with the Seattle team. Like I said, with Seattle blowing that lead now too, it could be a bit uh, frazzled and now coming back home. So I definitely feel like this game could be a draw, I just don't know what I'm going to expect as far as a total. I don't know if this could easily be one of those games that's 1-1 or it could be, you know, 4-4 <laughs> after
1: 60 minutes. So I'm just staying with the draw and kind of avoiding everything else. Looking at the uh, draw here, Alex, with the, uh, the uh, Islanders and the uh, Kraken, and I don't I don't mind that at all. I could, And I, I actually think this is probably a lower scoring after both teams, you know, could not hold two-goal leads in their games last night. Islanders to Vancouver and Seattle to Edmonton, they couldn't hold two-goal leads, so – you got to think they tighten up. So this is probably of all the, uh, I don't like many unders tonight, but uh, I will say this right now. I definitely think you could make a case uh, for the uh, under uh, here in this game with the uh, Islanders and the Kraken. got to believe both teams want to tighten the fuck up after what that happened to them both last night uh, against the uh, Canucks and the Oilers respectively. This has not been a good g- period for uh, James Reimer. Is that Jake Sanderson? I think it is. who scored that goal. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't bet his props today, but I've, told you a long time ago i mean once in a while you, you're going to get that guy chipping in for you and producing so three nothing uh senators and uh yeah they're 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 amped up for danny alfredson no i'm sure that's not it it's, they're, they're playing well too but uh detroit is not and that's yeah that's got to be stopped by james reimer right through the old uh wickets and he's actually played I mean, well for detroit more often than not this year but so far not today so, you're in the land of goalies, you might as well drop them and get another one when you leave, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leave them at the, give them the gallant treatment. Yeah, just leave them at the uh, Stockholm airport there, uh, no question. So, three nothing senators uh, all over uh, Detroit early on. So, Detroit, uh, next goal is very important for Detroit. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, if they get further behind, they're in some trouble. All right, next up, we've got uh, the uh, St. Louis Blues and the San Jose Sharks. Uh, we've got uh, San Jose uh rather st louis minus 200 road favorites six the total in this game look the blues are playing good hockey right now i'll give them all kinds of credit i mean this is a nice little run that they have put together i mean shutting out the tampa bay lightning uh, the other night you know everything says they should beat san jose right everything says they should beat san jose with the way they're playing they just shut out the lightning at home five nothing the other night but wouldn't this just be so st louis to lose this game You know, crazier things have happened, and I don't feel comfortable with the Blues in this spot. And they are still not one of those teams where when they're a minus 200 road favorite, yeah, I'm going to really rush to back them. You know, they're 8-6. and They've definitely performed better, and that's credit to Berube, credit to Robert Thomas. Those two guys, and Thomas has been outstanding for them. Uh, Their blue line has been better. Uh, They've kept the puck out of their net uh, more often uh, than we would have expected. Uh, to this point in the season, like I said, they're five and one in their last six games. And look, they've beaten some good teams too—Tampa, Colorado, New Jersey—for three of those wins. But I don't. For some reason, I've got a, a a sinking feeling that St. Louis is in a battle tonight here against this, even this lousy San Jose Sharks team. They're just one of those teams that you know I, I don't have that confidence in them. Sometimes when they step down in class, you don't get the best from uh St. Louis. So we'll see how they fare here in this one. I'm not backing San Jose either, obviously. Uh they've lost three in a row since those back back to uh, back wins that they had their first two of the season against the Flyers and the Oilers. And since then they lose three straight to uh Vegas, Anaheim, and Florida uh, in the last three games. So I don't want San Jose. I don't want to lay this price with St. Louis. Where do we go here? I think you can make a case for um either over or St. Louis team total over now that Capo Kakinen is confirmed in net because Say what you will about Blackwood, who I don't trust, but Blackwood's been Blackwood's been Bernie Perrant compared to Kapo Kokkenan, quite honestly, this year. At least Kokkenen is at or Blackwood's had a couple of games where he's really looked sharp, really on his game, playing at a high level. He's had some clunkers too, but he's at least had a few good starts. And you know, you think of the Colorado game where they stole a point early in the year. He played pretty well in the two wins they had. Um, but Kapo Kokinen has been a disaster. 0-5. A 4.4 goals against average and an 875 save percentage for Kakinen this year. Absolutely brutal numbers. So um, I don't know if I bet the game. I don't feel strong about it. But if I were to get involved, it would be a Blues team total over or a full game over of some kind, but probably default more toward Blues team total because I'm telling you what, Kakinen, you look at these numbers five, six, three, three, four, I mean, in the majority of his starts this year, it has not been pretty uh, for him in between the pipes for uh, the San Jose Sharks. So, uh, leans here to the Blues team total split with maybe the full game over at six. What do you think here, Alex? St. Louis, San Jose. Now, I'm
0: keeping this up. I'm laying a dollar thirty with the first period over one and a half. Uh, like I said, Kockenet has just been atrocious. And this is a St. Louis team. Like I said, starting to get things rolling in somewhat of the right direction. I don't think they're going to – you know, go leaps and bounds right now and have a, a big run, but it's San Jose that you should be able to win this game and you should be able to score goals. So I think we see them early and uh, we've seen four straight first period overs. cash between these two, six and one, the last seven meetings. So we'll go blue sharks, first period over one and a half, Madison dollar 30.
1: All right, there we go. Blue sharks first period over here for uh, Alex with uh, Bl- uh, St. Louis and uh, San Jose. Uh, as far as props, I'm not going to go further than, um, Robert Thomas. I mean, we've talked about him over and over again uh, for this Blues team because he's been absolutely terrific. I do want to point out too, though, someone is starting to percolate again now that he's healthy, and that's Jacob Brana for St. Louis. Scored against Tampa Bay two points in the last three games. This is a streaky, streaky bastard, Jacob Brana. He really, really is. I mean, when he he can go. Five or six, seven games without scoring, and then he has a heater through seven or eight games where he has like eight goals and eight points in eight games, that kind of thing. That is what he's capable of. So Jacob Brano, when you start to see him light the lamp, score goals, and produce, that might be the time to start looking at some of his props uh, he, moving forward. So maybe keep an eye on that tonight on the uh, St. Louis side. As they take on the uh, San Jose Sharks. All right, final game of this uh, Thursday card: uh, Florida Panthers taking on the Los Angeles Kings. We've got uh, L.A. Uh, minus one thirty home favorites. Uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Florida playing some excellent hockey. Let's give them their due. Uh, they have managed to to have the record that they have, Alex, without Mont- uh, Montour and Ekblad. You know, playing a single game for them this year. Uh, and they're closing in on a return, by the way. We're looking at maybe within the next couple of weeks that both of them are going to be back. So it's really going to be uh, good news for Florida that they have a 10 and 5 record now without those two. I never thought that would be the case. Uh, and I'll admit, too, when I, I, I get something incorrect, and I said early in the season, Florida's going to struggle, uh, and they're really not going to get good until they get those two guys back. And here they are with a 10 and 5 record. You got to give them all kinds of credit. And Paul Maurice. Yep in particular a lot of credit great job uh they played very well at home on the road not nearly as much but four and four on the road they start their west coast road trip with a 5-3 win against san jose it wasn't easy that's for sure it wasn't pretty but at the end of the day they found a way to win that game come back after being down 3-2 in the third period we'll see if they can carry that over here to tonight this to me This is one of those games, Alex, where gut tells me L.A. is going to get it right finally on home ice tonight. It's just I've got that feeling deep. Now, there's nothing that really indicates that. And there's really there's no reason for L.A. to be one and six at home like they are. I mean, there's really no reason. I mean, this has got to change at some point. Seven and oh, of course, on the road. I know I said a few shows ago I wouldn't back L.A. again until they're on the road. I don't know if I will tonight, but I'm very tempted. I'm definitely leaning to the L.A. side here, minus 130. You know, you got Florida now coming off the San Jose game. You've got a lot of rest here for L.A. coming off back-to-back losses that didn't sit well with them, losing to Pittsburgh, losing to Philadelphia. Sounded like a little bit of a frustrated, pissed-off team about the home woes, the home ice struggles that the L.A. Kings have had. Uh, And I think it just, to me, in the pit of my gut, this feels like a spot where we get a response. Uh, and a good one here from the Los Angeles Kings tonight uh, in this game. It's not easy to go against this Florida team right now with the way they're playing. They've obviously won five in a row, but again, four of those have been uh, at home. Let's keep in mind their road record is still only four and four. They're a 500 road team. And this is by far, this ain't the San Jose Sharks tonight. You know, this is the Los Angeles Kings is a better team. So uh, I'm I'm close to Moving on uh, the L.A. Kings here. Very close to moving on L.A. minus 130. I just feel they're not going to lose at home indefinitely. It's going to turn at some point. They've been stewing since Saturday when they lost at home to the Flyers. I think tonight might be that night they turn things around and finally get a second home win uh, this season. Uh, What do you think here, Alex? Panthers, Kings.
0: Yeah, I I'm right there with you. I like Kings, but I think I'm a this is one I'll be watching late and so this is one I'm more than likely would be looking for a live spot. Maybe we see a goal early. maybe Florida can get a goal early, and we can get a better adjusted price on LA that can kind of you know they throw the first jab and kind of wake them up a little bit, or maybe we see kind of just back and forth action, but I want to get a, a little bit of a feel for the pace for this one before jumping in, here. but like I said, LA, they can't, you know, lose it at home forever. And this is a team that had historically played much better at home than on the road. So it's good to see them playing this well away from Hollywood, but the fact they haven't been able to win uh, at home, that, that's troubling and they need to get that uh, on the right track. This is a good team to do it against this is a team that they've won uh, five straight against. So, Maybe they can continue that, get that that home
1: momentum rolling with this game here. Um, there is no question about it, and plus the the thing too about the Kings, it's been stunning to really see this on the road. You bet the Kings, you bet the under, and at home you bet against the Kings and you bet the over. I mean, it's been crazy how it's worked out that way. Their home games are going over, and they can't win at home, and, and the road games they're winning. You want to back them, and their games are going under because they've really, really tightened up their d. De- uh, their defensive play and their d-zone coverage on the road Uh, but i think tonight's the night i truly believe that l.a is gonna uh i like it that they they, and plus they know no travel too since that loss on saturday against philadelphia they stay in la three days four days sunday monday tuesday wednesday four days off since that saturday game against the flyers so they got lots of time to really work on their game get some practice time in something they couldn't really do when they were on the road This should be a sharper, better Kings team tonight based on the spot, based on the fact they get practice time in some rest finally, you know, after the road trip and the two home games that they played. Uh, And I think that's going to be beneficial uh, to the LA Kings tonight. So yeah, LA minus 130. I'll be involved. Uh, Just a question of how much. Uh, All right, good stuff. Uh, That is the Thursday card. We appreciate it very much. A shout out to everyone in the chat. Over 200 live viewers right now on this Thursday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Make sure you're a member of the Ice Guys family plan, the YouTube uh, channel membership. Again, that's just $9.99 U.S. per month. The daily betting card, player props, Alex B. Smith's live wagers, and plenty more on the way. We're going to have our bet cast next week. Uh, again, that's all. that's the only hint we're giving you, that it will be next week. And it'll be just at a random day or time where all of a sudden on the Patreon page and on the community tab, you're going to see the YouTube link that says live BetCast right now. And that's how you're going to find out that uh, we're on the air. So it'll be sometime next week. Uh, We'll determine the date probably by tomorrow, Alex and I, and uh, of course our main BetCast for the month of November, that'll be open to the public to everybody will be Tuesday, November 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you join us for that
0: so also make sure to check out the ice guys store next four days 20 percent off of everything there Uh, we've got some new hats that are there as well we've got uh, a couple of new christmas things as well so definitely check that out iceguys.myspreadtrop.com
1: absolutely make sure you check that out for sure all right it is time for our bargain bin special of the night Uh, alex already hinted at it earlier that he is involved and he's going shopping to the bargain bin here on this thursday night Uh, Alex, what have you found?
0: Yeah, I got two that are fitting the criteria in the Tampa-Chicago game. I got to narrow it down to one. So I'm going to go with Tyler Johnson to score a goal. I I cashed with Corey Perry uh, in Tampa. Like you mentioned, Perry and Johnson both scored in that game. But Tyler Johnson moving up uh, in, in the line tonight. Definitely could see where he definitely would, uh, you know, be a factor here. And I think this is, like I said, a lot of people in the chat were saying that. Bedard's probably going to be uh, watched a little closer. We're going to see, you know, the body kind of taking to him a little bit more because of how uh, he was in that last meeting that could open the ice up for some of those other guys. I think Johnson might be one of them. So I grabbed that at FanDuel – or, sorry, Caesars plus 380. Tyler Johnson to get a goal.
1: there we go Tyler Johnson to get a goal for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks and what was the price there plus 380 at Zeus plus 380 all right very good price there uh, Tyler Johnson plus 380 uh all right my uh, bargain bin special of the night for this uh, Thursday card and it's funny because uh, I did make a case for a few bets involving uh, the Vancouver Canucks uh, in this game uh, namely the first period money line because I do think catching Calgary in that first period of action coming off the East Coast road trip. They could be vulnerable. How Vancouver was last night uh, against the Islanders in that first period. So I I like that situational look. And I do think Vancouver's team totals are undervalued tonight. Even though I'm looking in those directions, as far as my bargain bin special of the night, I'm actually looking at someone from the Calgary Flames uh, as a bargain bin special of the night pick. And it's going to be Connor Zary. He has been terrific. He has scored in, uh, I believe, all but one or two uh, of Calgary's uh, games, the seven that he's played since he's been called up from the AHL. And you can find Connor Zeri at plus 340 uh, at Caesars uh, to score tonight for the Calgary Flames against, again, a Vancouver team that is on a back-to-back, that does have Casey DeSmith, not Thatcher, Demko, net. although DeSmith's been pretty good this year. So that being said, I do like the value, and he's been the one constant lately for the Calgary Flames and the price is very good considering he's on the top six forward group and gets power play time for the Calgary Flames as well. Uh, Connor Zary, plus 340 uh, for the Calgary Flames for my bargain bin special uh, of the night. All right, it is time for Best Bets here to wrap up this Thursday edition of the show. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for Best Bets? Yeah, we're going to go with Vancouver,
0: Calgary, regulation, draw, plus 370. Three of the last four meetings have gone past regulation. I definitely think this could be one of those kind of tight back and forth, uh, you know, Pacific Division medals, and it's going to take a little bit longer to finish it. So let's go Vancouver, Calgary, draw,
1: plus 370. That's my best bet. All right, there you go, Vancouver. Vancouver and Calgary, draw, a uh, uh, nice plus price there for uh, Alex with his uh, best bet for this Thursday, uh, NHL card. Uh, My best bet for this Thursday card, uh, let's go to New Jersey and Pittsburgh and let's go over six and a half, minus 130. Uh, Definitely looking at um, a very good, uh, you know, recent form for the Penguins offensively. Still think they can be a little vulnerable, though, in their own zone uh, defensively. And I think you're going to see more of that uh, here tonight for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. New Jersey, we noted earlier in the show how much worse they have been defensively without Nico Heeshear in particular, you know, giving up four goals, five goals, six goals on a routine basis in a lot of these games. So uh, definitely uh, liking uh, the look here that we see goals both ways tonight in this matchup. So New Jersey, Pittsburgh, uh, over six and a half, minus half minus one thirty for my best bet here for this Thursday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition uh, of the ice guys. Thanks to everyone uh, in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. Uh, We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Special reminder that tomorrow's show will begin at the same time, 145 p.m eastern time and we will get you all the uh bets and info and analysis for the second sweden game tomorrow which is toronto and detroit also starting at the same time 2 p.m eastern so we will be on 15 minutes earlier tomorrow as well to get you ready for that game for alex b smith i'm ian cameron have a great thursday night enjoy the games and good luck and we will talk to you again tomorrow on a bean town friday edition of the ice guys